Craig's here. Hi, Craig. What up, Critter Nash? Hi, Craig. What up? What up? We Are we going to start with a Dune Part 2 official trailer viewing? Dude, just jumping straight into the Dune, Dune hour? We could. We could. I love how um, your two recommendations are it, the H3, the like, <laughs> during House View of Tourette's, and then yeah. the Robocop ultimate theme. That's awesome. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a simple man. Sopranos, yeah. Wonderful Life. Sad Sopranos edits. Yeah. Star Wars. Next, Happy Star Wars Day. We're recording this on May the 4th. Oh, we are. Let's May talk about Star Wars a bit then. What are your Star Wars hot takes? Um, I like I like Star Wars. I, I have a Star Wars poster hanging in my room. I used um, to. It was but, like a wooden one. It's cool. Yeah, mine's kind of like that, actually. But at the same yeah. time, like I think probably like objectively most Star Well, I don't even think. This is hard for people to disagree, but most Star Wars is bad, right? Like most Star Wars is bad. Most Star Wars and is really bad. I think the issue with Star Wars is most of it's bad, and it has just the worst, most childish fan base. Yes, maybe ever. People um, just go crazy for it, and like there's so much why, lore man. in Star Wars. That's why, like, why? What do you think it makes? Do you think it's just because it's like the ultimate piece of nerd like pop culture that it's just the biggest one or because it's so long running yeah i think because it's been because it was so kind of like, like the first like science fiction mm-hmm. movie like this yeah um it's the first and then the fact that it, it has continued over all these decades and i uh, thought even, that just came to now, me is that maybe because it's tumultuous the like the films that the fan base has always been in the state of like turmoil sort of like yeah. the prequels came out and they went rabid about that, right? Mm-hmm. Just hated it. Then years go on, and we get the sequels, and people go rabid over them, and then start uh, praising the prequels. Prequels. You think the, that might that the, might be something there? People who have like grown up with the prequels are grown up now, and they're the people that mm-hmm. are all talking, right? And they're all crazy. And it's going to be like it's our generation, and I'm sure like yeah. younger people than us that when like whatever the next trilogy is that comes out, they're yeah. going like, oh, to the sequels are so good. You know, yeah, it's dude, it's crazy. Like that. <laughs> it's crazy. I think there's probably four good Star Wars movies. Which ones? Um, original trilogy and Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Maybe I know. Some unsubscribers from that. Hot takes. The Last Jedi. Last Jedi's cool though, bro. I like what they did with Luke. And but do you like that? I think. <laughs> I don't know. The Last Jedi starts in such like a terrible way that it kind of mm. makes it harder it's, for me it's to... a it's a very clunky movie yeah <laughs> very clunky like when i when leia is like floating through space yeah dude moving, because like so when you terrible. first watch that you're like oh she's dead but you know yeah, the actress the, died so it's, the actress was dead at that point <laughs> yeah it would have made sense so, so it's sad but it's like hey it's gotta happen right but then she yeah. comes back and it's like Wait a second. <laughs> why did know. why did they do that? <laughs> that movie has the whole casino arc, and that's yep. not the best. But I love it because I I just dude I love goofy aliens so much. I just love goofy alien design. Yeah, and there's like cool. there's so many dumb aliens in that casino bit. Um, I've been playing Jedi Survivor recently. So that's many the goofy new aliens in that. That's the new video game. Yeah, nice. And it's great. I love in that. Um, it's really fun. Shout out Jedi Survivor. Yeah. We're exploring like High Republic ruins, which is like even older than the previous. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that weird lore. 
why doesn't Star Wars do stuff with that? You know, there's so much because, like legends and dude, like random it's gotta stuff. It's got to be the Skywalkers all the time. Yeah, Everyone's it's got to be things that people recognize. I guess, that's and that's what everything that's what I loved about the Last Jedi. It was almost like a moving away from the Skywalkers, you know. Yeah, except it, they yeah. they demystified what Luke was, right? Um, they had that ending with the kids, you know, the for the space orphans. Yep. And it's like, ooh, it's like saying the force is with everybody, with everybody, it's not just this family. We can move. And, and they talk about how stupid the Jedi Order is. And I just, loved that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I love all the those ideas, ideas as well. Core. The movie is just clunky. Next, like it's not a good movie. Yeah. I think that, like, yeah, uh, it's I think it's got some beautiful a, shots. Yeah, where do you know. think it falls apart? I think that just in its structure, every like not like every um like section of the movie has its own kind of problem. Interesting. That yeah, like weird. Where where it's I like think, I think there's a lot of good core ideas, but just like. Just kind of yeah, like little pieces take me out of it enough to okay, kind of ruin it for me. I feel that like floating um, Leia and floating Leia, the casino horses, and then yeah. Rose not letting Rose is um, kind of crazy. Like Rose what's his name? Sacrifice crazy. himself, and just like there's just a lot of things yeah. that I'm, are just like so stupid that kind that of film ruin also starts ideas. the uh, the Finn sidelining that happens in that trilogy which sucks oh, it's so bad in the last because Finn's Finn's cool man he's a good cool. character to start with like this yeah it, it's like trooper. a it's like a character that I feel like there's a billion fan fictions of of just an ex stormtrooper becoming yeah Jedi that goes to show it's just a cool he doesn't even become Jedi or like he doesn't no. <laughs> like nothing a- happens and then you hear what uh, Boyega said behind the scenes. Yeah. That's a, he said a rough guy. go. Poor but fella. he said he's willing to come back. So I'm sure if we oh, gave him $100 million, him, he would come back. Yeah. Well, I mean, good on him, but I'm sure it's just money. that Star Wars fan base is very vitriolic. Um, I think the Star Wars fan base likes him, though. Like, everybody kind of That's good. Finn. Because, um, because I know it's Ahmed Jar Jar got a lot of shit. Yeah, and now everybody loves shit. Ahmed. He was back in uh, yeah. Mandalorian. Did you see that? I didn't. Shout yeah, out, he, he, he played like a Jedi that saved Grogu. Spoilers for the nice. Mandalorian. Nice, bro. Happy for him. Yeah. Happy. I'm happy he, the, the fan to the camera and he Patriot. said, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Jar Jar, dude. That's crazy. Ugh. But we're here to talk about the origins of Star Wars. Which is Dune. Dune Part Two. There would be no Star Wars without Dune. That's true. There'd be no science fiction without Dune. Dune well, no, kind of started sci-fi. Dune, Dune made I love sci-fi Dune. what it is in a way. I absolutely love Dune. I watched this trailer like five times last night. I'm so hyped, bro. This so I've only be... I haven't actually seen the whole trailer. I've only seen Ooh. snippets. Ooh. So this will be Ooh. a, a Ooh. true live react. Ooh, hell yeah! Um, do you yeah. want me to just play through it first, pause it, or um, whatever you're feeling? If you wanna, yeah, whatever we're feeling, I think. I think we can just blow through it first, just okay. to let it wash over us. Yeah, because the sound design is just fucking With, immaculate. Like no, no speaking over. Just like let it play. <laughs> Fuck it. Well, we can Fuck talk it. over it. We can talk over it. Okay. Yeah. Just so it's transformative a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Not if the at all transformative media. I don't know if the audio will be picked up in the recording, but hopefully, I think it's coming through you. So, 
Let's watch it. Oh, fuck, it is. I wish George Lucas wrote this. Right? Hate sand. <laughs> oh, man. Zendaya's going to be in this one, you guys. Get hyped. For a little bit longer. I love that shot. God damn. Oh, fuck yeah. Sound. Rip. Aw, oh, dude. I would want to marry him. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, oh, I love that. Bro. Oh, bro. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Still not crazy about the eyes. The blue eyes? Yeah, they need to be darker. Yeah, more they extreme. Need, they need to be like uh, unhuman almost. Mm -hmm. Alien. Yeah. Yeah, they, the whites are still, I think, too white. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, that's sick. It's a line from the book. Ha <laughs> 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 Oh, bro. I'm going to be fucking... I'm going to be, gonna be one of these in the theater. The bro. That you're cheering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be the stand up. Oh, dude. Oh, it's black and uh, white. I know. It's so sick, bro. Goddamn. Dude. Goddamn. Oh, that looks sick. Hell yeah. How long bro. do you think that movie's going to be? Hopefully three and a half hours, bro. I feel I like it might be. I just want all the dune injected in my veins, bro. God yeah. damn. That is so sick. Um, where did it even begin? You know? Like, I don't know. Do you think they showed fucking, like almost all of Florence Pugh's no, scenes, dude. though? She's oh, not really well, in her. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> she's doing the narration, though. That's cool. That is interesting. That's a cool way to like bring her back into it. Um, mm -hmm. But I think Zendaya did narration for the trailer for the first one, too. Oh, yeah, just fuck, man. That's beautiful. It is. Are you crazy? How do you feel about these line deliveries here? Well, I, working? I, I, I think it's, it's sort of works. Play, where yeah, it's like it's, it's a different naive. culture. It's a new yeah. culture, right? Um, naive. But also Kinda, very confident, right? Like it's yeah. She's got that fremen confidence, but you're yeah. also like concubine to the messiah. So it's exactly it's an interesting role right there. <laughs> God damn, dude! I'm so happy. I just back think it was in Zendaya. Like this shot is that. so cool, bro. Yeah, that's a why. very cool tracking shot. Yeah. Damn, she Prince. she looks like royalty. She looks like oh yeah. Space royalty that's been eugenically made after a hundred years. 
yeah or 100 million I'm, years i'm kind of sad we didn't see uh christopher walken in this trailer at all though i completely forgot he's even in this he's movie. the emperor so that yeah that gets me so excited because there's so much we haven't seen we haven't seen the emperor we have navigators seen Alia, navigators we haven't because we're gonna seen, we're um, definitely the gonna see navigators yeah I'm it's gonna be so sick i wonder if the fen rings are gonna be in this they are pretty uh small part yeah damn look at there's something know. maybe it'll be a five-hour movie and just do everything there's a spinny bit in the back of this guy's helmet i never noticed spinning. oh yeah it's like a fan that's, probably right like that's cool rip leto oh jessica jessica lover how do you think they're gonna do uh alia Ooh, fuck man it's tough cgi baby do you think they'll like age her up a little bit? They could, but I don't know. I like the creepiness. I really hope they can do the actual age she is in the book. Toddler, just creepy, terrifying toddler. I think that'd be so sick, especially after watching The Brood, which has some scary kid action. Mm. David Cronenberg's. Yeah. It's cool. We see smuggler uh, Josh Brolin here. Yep. He is barely in the first film, so I'm very hyped for him to make a comeback. That's true. Just fucking roughed up yep and dude this black and white bit i'm hyped for it it's elvis. the uh, the duel elvis. between elvis and the slave yeah i think um they're actually choosing one of these the background atreides lieutenants from the first film for the duel because in the book okay, it's like an unnamed cool. yeah, atreides prisoner yeah but in the first film there's this like uh, asian guy who is a lieutenant who i believe will be the guy here which will be really cool and cool. I love the black and white. That I'm all about that. That's so cool. Why? But why do you think they made that choice? I think because it's it's like in the Harkonnen like slave pits, you know, gladiatory fights. Okay. Um, I think it's it definitely fits the vibe. Um, I agree. I just it's interesting. It might be a flashback as well in the thing. I don't know. It's it's cool as fuck though. Are you crazy about the Fred? no hair fade though? I like it. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. I, I like. I know. I always. I, think I always last the episode. Idea of him. Go ahead. We were talking about him looking like Sting. But <laughs> I do like this look. He looks. He, he creepy, looks like a killer. Man. He does. Austin Butler does look like a killer. Yeah. Just normally. He doesn't look too bad bald either. Oh, and I'm hyped for our Dave, dude. He's barely in it. There's gonna I be a lot of fit. Dave, right? Because he's. I love the fit. Yeah. He's got huge ears. Shot. I never noticed that. He Look does. at them. They're huge. Fuck, oh, man. Denis Villeneuve regular. Yep. That's Dave true. Batista. And dude, I'm so hyped. He's like quickly becoming one of my favorite villains. I love him so much. Yep. Baron, Baron Harkonnen. I love Stellan. He, he's one of my favorite actors, I think. I agree. I was watching Goodwill Hunting last night. and He's great in that. Oh, it's my girl. Leia. Who who is she playing? She's playing the the Fenring, Margaret Fenring, I believe her name is. Okay, remind me of what her character is. I haven't read Dune. They're, in a while. they're not in it much. Um, Fenring is the uh, uh, the counselor of the Emperor. Oh, and he's like that little Weasley guy, and he ends up being revealed that he's a failed Quizat Tatarak. He's a yeah, can continue his line, but he, and he uh, he doesn't fight Paul at the end. Okay, right. And and I think her and Fade might have a child for the the order, the Ben Jesuit. Or it's oh. planned to. 
She's okay. so beautiful, though. Got down. Yep. Love her. Ooh, the water of life, dude. Yep. Excited. I love that mask in the background. Yeah, kind of reminds me of uh, Donnie Darko. I don't know mm. why. Yeah, like Donnie Darko vibes. Kind of way it's textured, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, cool though. Really excited to see how they do space, uh, spice orgy. Mm-hmm. This is very orange. So very think. orange. I like. I love how the whole that. movie has different color palettes too. Yeah, like it. Love that. It reminds me of a uh, Max. Yeah, exactly. Fury Road. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like tree here. Uh, does he look like flea to you flea uh, do you know uh he's i'll i'll send a picture but he's the um bassist for the red hot chili peppers oh yeah no idea have you I've seen, seen Gollum? Uh, oh yeah Gollum a bit have you seen <laughs> um uh what am i thinking of i um <laughs> back to the future too <laughs> Uh, forever ago. Yeah. Okay. Pretty anyway, I think he looks like Flea. He looks like Flea Critter Nash. Yeah. Uh, flea or Gollum. Mix it. Mix yeah. of them. Oh, it's going to be good, though. Oh, my favorite shot. Is this Jessica? It is Jessica. Giving birth. My favorite shot. My favorite Spice shot. out of her fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, this whole sequence is incredible. You know this sequence is going to go so hard. Yeah. Oh, just the visuals, man. Javier Bardem, he'll be in the movie. He's going to be in it, you guys. (laughs) There's so many characters who are finally... Yeah. Oh, this just looks unreal, doesn't it? Like, fuck. This is... Guys, even if you could not care about Dune or or the Atreides or the Harkonnens or any of the lore, just watch it for the visuals, you guys. It's going to be unreal. And the giant sandworms. Everyone loves a good sandworm, bro. And the Everybody music. Does. I can't believe the Dune soundtrack didn't get as much hype as it should have. Like people, I even saw some people soundtrack or like it was said, right. <laughs> yeah. Some people are even saying it's generic action, which is crazy to me. Yeah, it's definitely not. I don't know that I've ever heard a Hans Zimmer score that sounds generic. Like they all <laughs> sound very different. <laughs> This is going to be my face watching the entire movie, bro. <laughs> just just amazed. Disbelief. Just disbelief. You should get blue eye contacts and everything to yeah. <laughs> just complete the look. Oh, love Javier. We need audio for this bit because it just it gives me goosebumps. This drop. That's so badass, dude. God yeah. damn. With all those ornithopters coming in, just that Hans Zimmer's going crazy. Oof. Do you think they'll? Because they repeated the Bene Gesserit one. I think maybe a little bit too much in the first. Mm, yeah, oh, there'll be a similar little, kind little of much. like theme that's like repeated like a billion times in this one. Do you? Think? I could see it being the one we just heard. Yeah. I hope not. Yeah. It's a. It's a bit of the Batman issue. You have that one like amazing. Um, drop and you just use it over and over again, like in the newest mm-hmm. Batman, the do, 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 boom. And oh, it's great, right, right. Yeah. All I was thinking of was the 80s Batman. It's like, uh, you can't, Danny Elfman drop that. It's black and white. Look at it. Loving the costumes. 
Star Wars ain't got nothing on costumes. I was going to say, it kind of reminds me of Star Wars. It does. (laughs) Some more Zendaya action. Long live the fighters, bro. I thought it was going to say, long live the Mwadeep. But if fighters is more appropriate. It's interesting. I wonder how big this subplot's going to be if it gets a whole shot, a scene in the film. That's interesting. Because. Yeah, it's more not even too in big the in the, not even too big in the book because you read the book a bit ago, right? Yeah, I think the last time I read it was like summer twenty twenty, like before yeah. the movie came out. You don't even remember this bit, so no. that shows how small the arc is. It's There's a lot that happens in Dune. It's true. Oh, bro, that's not hope, dude. That is not hope. I love this though. This gives me. Yeah. God damn, huge boy. crowd. Oh, bro. Karate Kid vibes. Karate Kid vibes. <laughs> That's going to be an insane duel. May thy nif chip chatter. I will say, I don't know, man. I'm still not completely sold on Timothy, though. I think he's a very... I don't know. I think he has the right look for Paul, personally. He does. Like, like you can, uh, you, I I could understand, um, like Timothy Chalamet thinking that he's like Jesus, and like just fully <laughs> embracing it. You know, he's got that. Okay, look. <laughs> just gotta tap into Timothy's genuine beliefs about himself. <laughs> well, no, he just like the way he looks is like it, it, no, it, it lends yes, to that. Yeah, but does he have the acting capabilities to be terrifying space Hitler? I hope so. He has naive like kid in the desert vibes, but. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see, though. Yeah. Do you think they'd wait before making Messiah? Like, uh, yeah. Denae said he's gonna do that before. He said he's gonna do these two, take like five, ten years off, and then do the next one. Which, a, it pains me, but I'm all here for it, bro. Yeah, because I want to see an older Timothy. Mm-hmm. What are what he looks like when he's older? How nope tricks your ears. Movie. Nope. 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 Doing though. Nope again. So good. Why the guys. Batman sound is different? Oh, was it different? I don't know. It says right there on your subject. Why uh, everything yeah. everywhere all at once hits so hard? Because a lot is happening. The real Dune. Do you think that's just? Uh... Oh no, you've watched it. Okay, I was wondering if it was Jordarowski's Dune. No, it's just breaking down. Dune. It's good though. Yeah. Steven Spielberg's Living Hell, two films, one year. Yeah, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, one year. That is crazy. About, right? If any, He makes yeah. a movie like a year, though. He's made that like pretty consistently. Up-and-coming cinephiles like to shit on Steven Spielberg because he's like your dad's favorite director. But Steven Spielberg's the goat, you guys. Come on. He it's is just the goat. Just the amount of films he... Like, of incredible films he's made is insane. Like... Yeah. It, it's crazy. Fuck. He made nope, Schindler's George... List and Jurassic Park in the same year. Let's, <laughs> yeah. Let's just let that let's, sink in. Like, just let that town wash over. But like, those movies on. could not be more different. Like, yeah. And, and they're both like the best of their respective genres, right? Like, I'll agree with this. Yeah. Incredible. It is Better a miracle. Saul, an unprecedented mas- miracle. Miracle. I'd actually agree with that wording. In praise of subtle performance. Uh, I only like yelling. 
if I don't know they're acting. Ari Aster does do family horror. That's interesting. All his movies are family horror. I'm just realizing. Yeah. You're just okay. realizing that? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Just hold this question. Yeah. Um, so that's Ethan's uh, YouTube recommended feed. Yeah. Yay. Great stuff on there. Yeah. A wonderful YouTube recommended feed. And Dune, just going to change the world, you guys. Just let it change the world. Just let it's it. It's going to be great it better be no that's the end be. of the dune hour you guys yeah we'll see you next time i'm very excited for them to do messiah i'm more excited for messiah yeah. than part yeah two, me too like messiah is everything messiah makes it out makes it i bro. just want to see how they could do that it's just like talking it's just people talking i know, I know. <laughs> it's <laughs> what awesome. are they gonna do There's so much political entry just yeah fucking paul brooding it's awesome Ugh, i love it Children, we're dying. out of Dune Hour now. We're out of the Dune Hour. We're out of Dune Hour. Okay, no more Dune talk. Now we're into the top of the show. Top of the show. Um, uh, I do have some business to bring up. Top of the show. Okay. Um, in the last episode, I was putting together the credits, and I asked Ethan how to spell Keegan's name, and I misspelled it um, because I was yeah. impatient and didn't wait for uh, Ethan's response. Yeah. So, so I'm very sorry, Keegan. That's a um, big loss right with there. One we, might have, we might have just lost him right there. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the I, crux of the uh, Keegan debate way back in the day when you were in the bathroom. Yeah, so I never there, got there to go. listen to that episode. It's like in right. a community, the Dice episode. It's like yeah, the all the different timelines. possibilities. We rolled wrong here, you guys. We lost Keegan. We're in the dark timeline. Um, it feels empty without Keegan, honestly. We're in the dark timeline, but we still get Dune Part 2 in theaters yeah. October 19th. Which, so. thank God for that, honestly. Fast and Furious in two weeks. I'm pretty excited for that. I'm a big uh, fast head. FX, right? FX. FX. I love it. Family. Deep. So, well, yeah. It looks see that May 19th? Full. It looks Speaking like a very full movie. A. More the merrier. The yeah. more muscly dudes, the merrier. In theaters, May 19th. Speaking of In May theaters. 19th, I got that day off, so that's a big win. Oh, let's go. Big, big win, guys. Yeah. So you guys are um, going to be coming down. Yeah. Just doing some films. Yeah. Doing some films. Our 48-hour film project. Yeah. Because we're film. Equipment, um, film guys. For a couple of days. And Damn. the original cost That's was going to be like five hundred dollars. Shit! Like film equipment is expensive, man. We, Wait, we what did it cost? Rate, but I Wait. was like one fifty. One fifty. How does that work? Total membership rate. Um, because it we got it through Fava. Shout out Fava. Do we get a membership um, because of our school or just? I was thinking that probably, but I, my friend has a membership, so okay. So uh, we're just doing it under uh, their name. Makes it easy. Dope. Big win. Yeah. yeah. We got like C stands and lights. Uh we have lights and they come with their own kind of stands. They're not C nice. stands. And then Exciting. we have a camera, uh some bo- a boom or recorder, boom pole. I think maybe that's it. We didn't we Let kind of got bones. Yeah. Is your friend on letterbox under the name David? No. I don't know who David? that David guy is, but he follows everybody. 
He's great. Follow, he just started following me. I'm like, this is for sure one of Sam's friends. Well, yeah, they sure. follow me and a lot of my friends. I just followed David on Instagram. His description's something about University. U of A. Yeah, U of A, which I think you, you went there. Right? I did go there. So, so I'm maybe, like, okay. Sam I just found him on Instagram. So I followed Damn. him on Instagram. But yeah, I didn't sure, know who he was. David. He he likes all of my reviews. Damn. That's great. I need yeah. more people like that. And then he also, like, when it's a movie that I like, he, he throws it on his watch list. That's when I feel oh. good. That's oh, when I feel dude. good. I need yeah. fucking dedicated little followers like that. Well, now you got David, and he's great. Hopefully, hopefully he'll bring that for me, because that'd be a big self-esteem boost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out David, you guys. Shout he's out. Good guy. I would like to talk to okay. him one day, because he's got some good film. Get him on the uh, pod. Opinions. Get him on Actually, the pod. We're getting him on the pod. I could text him. I don't know who he is. But <laughs> yeah, we're getting him on the pod. <laughs> That'd be funny. Top of the show. Top seen of the show. this movie. I have. Two... I literally just followed him yesterday, so this will be great. It's good timing. Really? Damn. Yeah. He just followed me yesterday as well. No, I Should mean like on, on Instagram. So I oh. can actually talk to him. I'm going to shout out his letterbox here. Feeling generous. Okay. Uh, David. It doesn't go more specific than that on Letterbox. That is a damn shame. Shout out David. His favorite films are Heat, Nashville, The Apartment, and Trio Life. Okay, I can put in... Uh, here's the link to his Letterbox because we can't. we don't know what his actual one is, but it's boxed.it slash 44bgn. If you follow nice. that link, you'll get to his letterbox. So he should see an influx of followers here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to message him because I feel like I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro. Just out of the blue. I'm on the pod. I feel like Maybe. he would. You know? I'm going to I might interact with him, like some of his reviews. Maybe drop a few comments. Get that going. And yeah. we'll get our boy David on. The Let's elusive David. The elusive David. Truly elusive. That's our white whale right now. Yeah, he's my dream guest. Yeah, dream guest. He just watched A Man Escaped, so. Fuck yeah, dude. He's a cinephile. He is. Hell yeah. I'm happy happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Um, I have two topics for the top of the show. Okay. I also have another topic, but you you can go ahead with your first one. Do you want... A quail story first, or a conspiracy oh. theory first? Let's do the conspiracy theory first. I'm not ready okay. for another quail story. Yeah. I forgot I've had a long history of quails. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> conspiracy. Conspiracy. We all love a good conspiracy. Except me. This conspiracy <laughs> made me mad. Okay. So, we're all familiar with... The great, great filmmaker, Edward Edward Mewbridge. I am not. He is the famous director of The Horse Galloping. Ah, of course, of course. Yes. You know, made a big shout out in Nope. He was very famous for this photography where he'd take photos of animals running across on plates and put them together to make the very first Boom. root and tree films. A pioneer. 
if and you David's seen this film, shout out. Shout out. David's seen Sally Gardner at Gallup. <laughs> well, I was looking through Edward Edward Mulbridge's account, and I was I was watching all his films. You may have seen that the other day. Yes, I was I just binging all of them because they're beautiful. They're so funny. He has one called A Capybara Walking. He has one that's insane about a skeleton horse running. What? A How buffalo did he do that? running. He has one that which is like a 400-pound woman like trying to get up. It's awesome. Huh. It's an, he's a wonderful filmmaker. I didn't know he was eating Gilbert Grape. It's crazy, right? Yeah. And the other day, I went on his letterbox to, uh, to maybe get some more, right? Watch some more. Mm-hmm. And I checked. And they're all gone. They removed they're, his. They're all gone, dude. Except what? for the horse one and the kiss. All of them gone. What happened? This is a goddamn conspiracy, Sam. They put the hit out on him. What? They what? put the hit out on my boy. Now, Are they my trying to erase history. What's going I on think here? they might be. Well, I did a deep dive. And I checked in with some contacts over at reddit.com slash letterboxd. And I stumbled onto a massive conspiracy. So Letterbox gets its film information from TMDB, the movie database. Yes. yes. And the movie database is very indiscriminate. And it will just, if it, if it gets updated information, it will just clear house. On some uh, on some films, just okay. get rid of them. And Letterbox isn't isn't just indiscriminate. That. Yeah, it just follows like a fucking dog with its master. God damn, like fucking lemmings jumping off a cliff. Yeah, and the reason some people put forward that Edward here probably was targeted is that most of the films on there were in their plate form, so they weren't assembled oh. films. They were just the series plate. of images. Yeah, which. I don't know, man. It begs the question, like, what is a film? Is it what is a film? Because when you have, if you were to have just a like a like a a film print of a movie, like that's mm-hmm. just a series of images as well, really. Yeah, it's 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 that's frustrating. It's very frustrating. There's a big community of people being like, my entire catalogs have been getting dropped because Letterbox they'll just get rid of it. No communication, no transparency, yeah. just yeah. mass delete. And it's not the biggest issue, but it's also, dude, Capybara Walking, that one was awesome. I loved that film. Yeah, and now nobody will know it exists. I would have never came across those films if they weren't on Letterboxd, you know? Yeah. Now they're gone. And I don't know. That doesn't sit well with me. And it's not just Edward being targeted. You know who else was targeted? David Lynch. The short film of David Lynch got targeted. I just watched a short film of David Lynch. Was it Absurda? Because good luck no, trying I to watched... log that. Oh my god. I watched um, Six Men Getting Sick. Nice. That sounds... <laughs> it was terrible. Lynch. It was like, it was, it was great, but it was just like hard to watch. Look at, look at that image I sent in. Look how sad Edward looks. Edward Mewbridge. It's such a cool name. It is. Edward Mewbridge. He looks Edward. so sad. He was looking into the future. Uh, seeing his, his films are no longer on Letterboxd. Right. That and also, so my boy David F. Sandberg. 
director of Shazam Fury of the Gods, has also been targeted. His hit film, Flipping You Off for Four Hours, how I originally made contact with my boy, that got <laughs> purged by Letterboxd mods, too. Mods too. Yeah, bro. It's a friggin' conspiracy. Why are That's they targeting you? Say. I don't know why they're targeting me, but uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, well, you, you think that because you're a patron, they would just let you mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. log any movie ever, right? Like you could just submit a movie. Not true, though. Not true. Have you looked into getting a film onto the movie database? I have. Or I have. Um, okay. And it's not too too impossible. Just the level I was doing it back when I checked was impossible because I was still in high school. Mm. I was doing high school films, but we get a few of our hour? We very well could, because a few of our... it's going to be in a festival. Dude, yeah, we for sure could. That'd be sick. We're using actual equipment, because here, what films was it? It was um, Paper Caper and Answers, two films produced from Red RDP, are on Letterboxd, which is awesome. That's sick. And uh, the cast and crew have, like, profiles. Sick, man. If we get a profile on Letterboxd, I know. Oh, that, that's oh like, my god! That's such a leg ahead in my film journey, dude. That'd be crazy. I'd like just I'd look at that every night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to see. So, your yeah, everybody stand against Letterboxd. Um, choose, choose Edward. Choose IMDb. <laughs> everybody, yeah. let's all switch you know, to IMDb and rate. For some reason, there. I was an IMDb absolutist for years. I don't know why. I would like log everything on there. I'd be like, nah, bro. Fuck Letterboxd. Did you have IMDb Pro? I didn't. Okay. And then That's I good. tried Letterboxd once. And I'm like, oh. This is significant. Just, it's so much just, better. It, it's like designed as a, a U, with a UI in mind, you know? Yeah. I just wish Letterboxd was easier to find other people. Yeah. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. You have to like know their exact username. Yeah. And then know where to find it. And I also wish they didn't fuck me and Edward. No, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I won't speaking stand for of, it. Speaking of David Lynch, though, I just watched another episode of Twin Peaks. It's getting weird. It's getting Is weird, David Bowie bro. in it yet? No, but he just went into a room with a, a short fella and Laura Palmer. So, in his dreams, I must, I must Yeah, add. in his dream. Yeah. You met it Laura was Palmer's like, cousin slash twin? Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a little confusing. And I'm only <laughs> three little, episodes in. It's, you're only three. You're only three in. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I it I probably watched the first three episodes like ten times before really committing. Mm. And only in like the fall semester I was able to finish the first season. Okay, I still haven't watched season two, but I think I'll let you really, know when it starts I finish, to pick up. Um, like the mystery becomes more like interesting and. Yeah, Just everything gets like crazy. You should watch it alongside me, though. That'd be fun. I should because then I'm we can actually talk season about one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I might actually be... watch season one as well because it's been a while. Oh, well, not it's a while. A, it's an interesting one. Yeah. So yeah, you have a topic. So be a Twin Peaks podcast. Um, well, my I... topic is like not super interesting, but I just wanted to talk about Subway for a, for a second. Oh, dude, um, you know I'm always down to talk Subway. Yeah. So I went to a subway in St. Albert and okay. uh, they have a new type of cheese. And so normally mm. I always get like the exact same order at subway because it's yeah. like 
you know, everybody does. But I tried this new cheese. It was uh, like a, a pepper jack, which is I normally like pepper okay. jack. Yeah. But it elevated my sub like so much. It oh. made it so much better. Yeah. Um, I know. Like it, is it like I didn't a think it would be like spice? noticeable. Yeah, it's like a little spicy. It's it's very good. Um, okay. so anyway, I'm not, I'm not crazy about <laughs> spicy, but I might have to try that. It's not like super intense, but it's just, you know, like it's it's a little little kick. flavorful. And also like I get all the veggies on my subway order, so now it's like packed. But the person crazy. in the St. Albert subway I went to like really didn't put that much on. Mm. And it like it helped the sub so much. Like the not fact that it everything. wasn't like overloaded. Okay. Um, just with like an insane amount of stuff. It was the perfect sub. I just wanted to say that I had the So maybe sub. maybe you're rethinking your all veggies order, or maybe you'll go like no, light veggies. Yeah, I'll say light veg I'll get all veggies light, I think. Nice. That's dude. the way to go. That's the perfect way. My arc with Subway is eventually getting up to all veggies. Growing out of my adolescent like picky eating. Yeah. Days and just getting all the all the veggies. I'm slowly the veggies. in there one veggie at a time. Yeah. Well, once you get to the like spicy peppers and stuff, I'm excited. I really hope I'm prepared <laughs> to see you eat like a uh, healthy you now. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But one you've, day. Yeah. You said you've almost done the one chip challenge, right? Almost. That would have been insane. I <laughs> would have been. My friend still wants to do it, so hold I, I want to do it. I think yeah. I'd throw up, but I think it'd be fun. I think I would maybe pass away. We should do it live. We should do it. <laughs> we, we should start a live stream uh, like on YouTube and we'll live one chip. Maybe for a hundred subs. For a hundred. You heard that. Everybody, everybody <laughs> subscribe and we'll eat, eat the one chip. hundred subs. One chip challenge is going down, yeah. guys. That's going to be the special episode. Wait, what are we at right now? Twelve. Twelve. So, so we got we got a while to go. Yeah, but, but you know, I'm sure David will subscribe, or maybe David's already subscribed. <laughs> Dude, he's are like, <laughs> he's like you know, there. they have the Saudi benefactor on. Yeah, Easter. exactly. That's yeah. my hope for David that he's yeah loaded. <laughs> gives Even us though money. he's a university student, yeah. I love how much we've That's talked true. about David, this person that neither of us know. No, it's but, setting up the lore for when he eventually treats us in person. Mm-hmm. Maybe is like our best man at our weddings. Yeah. One day. He's already my best man. I, I know that. Yeah. I just know he's <laughs> that chill. Yeah. That's it. I just love that okay. guy. Let's get on to the quail story, bro. It's not as yeah. bad as my past okay. quail story. So I was talking that to Keegan good. with one E, and I was telling him, hey, you got to watch Shredder Pit, man. I tell a pretty crazy uh, quail story. And he's like, Oh, is this the one from when we were camping? And I'm like, oh my god, I have another quail story about my my altercations with quails in the past. So last summer, me and my friends went on a six day um, backpacking trip, right? Yep. And it was the fifth day, and it was a pretty rough day. We'd just been marching for hours. Um, people were getting upset with each other. And somehow we skipped our last camping spot and like went onto the trail that we were going to do the next day on the last day. So we already like fucked up, right? Um, it was a bad vibe. <laughs> we all just like collapsed and weren't talking to each other for hour, for like an yeah. hour just eating. Yeah. And I went out silent. to pee, right? 
because like oh i can't Did be you pee on a quail i peed on a quail oh my god i didn't did mean you... to <laughs> but like i was just peeing and I, I saw a few quails in the distance i'm like oh cute and i look down and i'm just drenching this poor animal it's just sitting there frozen just getting you waterboarded a quail yeah, and I like scared myself. I like, I like fucking stumbled back, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, and it still didn't move. This poor thing, dude. Like, I could have stopped its heart. I didn't see it move at all for the rest of the oh. time we were at that camp. But you I started a dead quail. I started hysterically laughing, and that lifted the vibes of the trip yeah. because we all came together in that moment of, in our second act low point. To laugh at how I peed on a quail. So yeah, you and so, you sorry quails. The third act. Sorry quails, yeah. but also so now some I good stories. I have a troubled history with quails. I suppose I don't know why. Um, you do have quite an interesting history with quails. Just yeah, neither time was out of my malevolence. Both times I was an accessory to the crime. Well, that's true. The first time. Would that no, be I... like manslaughter, sort of? Because it's like, well, the quail didn't die in the first in the piss story. It's weird. It's like it's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's manslaughter. I think you're just an accessory. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, I yeah. felt bad, but it was pretty funny. It is very funny. I, I, don't, you think the thing would have move. you done anything with that footage yet? No, I've been too scared to even look at it. <laughs> and like, Mike keeps asking me, like, "Where's that edit, Ethan?" Yeah, I'm like, dude, I can't do it. Yeah. Oh, and they're like, uh, sorry, go ahead. Hmm. Well, I was just saying, I just have a guilty conscience. I keep seeing the quail in my dreams. <laughs> it's like it's haunting me, quail like uh, like Christopher in The Sopranos. The Sopranos first kill is a um, gone wrong. Yeah, but we Rip. love quails at Critter Pit. We love quails. We would never we hurt a quail. Even not. though Ethan's a quail serial killer, I would never <laughs> hurt a quail. We are not. Do no one tell Peter. We do not no stand one with tell cruelty. Peter. We are against no, we do animal not. cruelty. Against animal cruelty. I'm absolutely against animal cruelty. But here's our tagline. Against animal cruelty, but accidental animal cruelty does happen. Yes. I think I can and... live with that. And uh, it's happened to Ethan twice, but that's okay. But that's okay. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. God um, damn it I was going to say, I know that you said you're um, like for Adobe, you had like a subscription kind of going and mm. then the payment stopped going through or whatever. But mm. you like, are you still able to use those apps? Adobe? Yeah. No, definitely not. Okay. I am. Like my payment oh. has stopped going through, and yeah, I am it, then. It's it hasn't kicked me out. Like I can still, Here. I just press X Let to me... the payment, and then it, I can still use everything. Um, it says I try to boot up Adobe Premiere Pro, Pro, and it says unsupported video driver. What? Well, that sounds like a different problem. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Still getting the loading screen for Premiere, though. So maybe that'll boot up in the background. Yeah. I don't know. Because I don't know. Heard, for some reason, it I, works for me. I've heard Adobe's very, like, very um, 
Oh yeah, I tried booting up uh the app and it's immediately did the let's get you Premiere Pro plan. Yeah, no, it's fully working for me still, and my subscription expired, I think, like, a week ago. Oh, you can get, like, subscription to just one, like, part of Adobe? You can just get no, a subscription premiere? I wa I wish that was a thing, but I, I'm just not paying for it, and I can still access everything. It just said, popped up a thing like, let's get you a premiere plan. It was only $13.99 a month. That's still a lot. For it is. I, It's not that bad, but it's like, I just want to pay for it all at once, you know? Yeah, man. That's why DaVinci's kind of nice. It's a pay-for-all-at-once thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, but I'm a DaVinci man. I'm a DaVinci man, I believe. I think I'm going to have to be a DaVinci man. Yeah, bro. Ain't nobody got that Adobe money. No. And also, my friend Gabe, who we're going to be making that movie with, uh, already mm -hmm. has DaVinci Pro, so oh, there we'll you be go. editing probably hey, on is there. This a, uh, is this a film student? Um, kind of. He took like film studies courses uh, at mm -hmm. the U of A, but then uh, Gabe decided to drop out. And then, well, like uh, they've been telling me that they're thinking about going to Concordia, like in Montreal, to pursue a right. film studies degree. So that'd be cool. So it's not film production like us; it'd be film studies. But I was yeah. worried for a second. I thought you were going to say they're going the the Aiden route. Just getting no. skills and dropping. <laughs> no, not at all. I think there was a Shout variety of reasons dropped out of school, but I, think I was looking yeah. at Concordia in Montreal. Before. Yeah, yeah, but then I'm like, I have to learn French. Probably. I not. don't think you would have to learn French. I think you'd be okay. No, Montreal okay. is a very English city. Oh wait, I was looking at a Quebec school. Never mind. Yeah, it, it's in Quebec. Wait, it is. Yeah. What? Fuck, I'm not good at Canadian geography. I'm exposing Montreal's in, right now. Montreal's in Quebec. What the fuck? My God, what we just lost like all of our Quebecois fans. What's the capital of Canada? Is it Ottawa? Yeah. Okay. Which is oh like my God. half in Quebec, is... half in uh, yeah. Ontario. Wait, where's BC? BC's oh, right beside west us. of us? Yeah. Oh. It's west. Interesting. Oh, I'm glad you're learning Ontario. these things. Do you see Saskatchewan? Because that's where that's where Graham is. That's where Graham that's is. Where you Graham can wave at Graham is. is. Okay, so it goes BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec. Cool. And Montreal yeah. is in Quebec. It's not part of yeah. Manitoba. <laughs> no. Winnipeg is in Manitoba. Winnipeg's the big city. So you don't think I would have had to learn French going to Montreal? No, not in Montreal. You would have been okay, because that's a big reason I didn't apply. Ah, you should have. Well, no, I'm glad that you stayed at Red Deer, but yeah, Red Deer. Uh, Montreal would have been cooler. Red Deer's pretty. It would have been, but Red yeah. Deer gets the job done. Critter Pit would have been insane because there would have been a, like a billion super pretentious, you know, oh, art yeah. people. I'm sure I that. Know. I would have all tried. of the, all of the like Montreal, film students would have seen like every criteria on release. So oh, just feels tried. like it'd be that vibe. They'd yeah. eat me for dinner though, but I know. But I'd it'd be it. nice. Yeah, you learn it. so much. I think just I'm always open to just learn about new films, bro. I came here with an open mind to learn new films, and that's what we're doing. 
like we're always learning about new films. The new film walkabout. That's new to both Neither of us. Neither of us had seen it. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I was not familiar with the director at all. Even never even heard of him. Me One, neither. But I Nicholas saw they directed Rogue. something that I was familiar with. Was it performance? Maybe. Let me just look at their filmography. That's the one I'd uh, heard of. Or The Man Who Fell, fell to Earth? Yes, The Man Who Fell to Earth. David the Bowie. David Bowie. Yeah. yeah. Looks like a really interesting filmography. Mm-hmm. What I discovered scrolling through his uh, filmography is um, found out about the uh, extended Indiana Jones universe. Are you familiar with this? No. Ex- oh, I'm looking at that right now. That there's 22 other Indiana Jones movies? I knew that there was the adventures of young Indiana Jones. I didn't know yeah. that there was movies. I thought that there was just so, a TV show. It is the TV show, but re-edited into films. I thought, what's his... Oh, no, I'm thinking of... Yeah, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. And Ian McDermott it, is in this movie. Yeah, it's it's a crazy cast. Um, uh, Harrison Ford is in one of these, I think. It's just... And they like are like globe trotting, of course, but they're dealing with like um historical figures like Sigmund Fro Freud. Freud? How do you say Freud, yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, Harrison Young. Ford is in one. It's crazy. Jeffrey Wright. Some, some great titles in year two. One of them is uh The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones and The Travels with Father. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, The Phantom Train of Doom. <laughs> or the adventures of young india jones and the scandal of 1920 <laughs> <laughs> let's not forget about the adventures of young indiana jones treasure of the peacock's eye or well, all the of adventure these- of young indiana jones hollywood follies where he meets <laughs> up with carl lemail and john ford <laughs> oh that'd be awesome or young um, indiana jones and the attack of the hawkman i was just gonna say that one that's incredible <laughs> Travels so, with father. <laughs> that's awesome. And the passion for life. <laughs> spring break adventure. They have a spring break. Nice. <laughs> I like this one though. This one kind of goes hard. The Phantom Train of Doom. Yes, that does go very hard. Adventures in the Secret Service. I might have to watch all. These, these are all before, ninety um, minutes long. I have to watch all these before the de- Dial of Destiny comes yeah, out. Yeah, which turns out to be Indiana Jones like 30, I guess, instead of Indiana yeah. Jones 5. <laughs> so that'd be a fun one. Watch all of those. Do an yeah. episode on it. It'd be quite the project. but That would be. That would take a while. Especially if they're yeah. only actually 90 minutes. Yeah. It'd be, be a trip. Yep. So Nicholas Rogue, he directed that. He also directed Walkabout. Walkabout. 1971, I believe. Yeah. My first question for you is how good is your Australian accent? You got a good one under your belt? Uh, I have a good New Zealand accent, I think. My New Zealand okay. accent almost comes out as like a second personality. Like, Let's hear I it. I do the New Zealand accent like I do a character. Let's hear it. Um, yeah, I'm going to do my New Zealand accent. I don't know. This oh, is yeah. kind of what it sounds like. It's, I don't That's think it's too good. bad. I don't think it's too great, but... Yeah, Can you I give me the, uh, the plot breakdown of Walkabout? In that of voice. Walkabout, in that voice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's this um, kind of family. It's uh, two yeah. children and a father, <laughs> and they're dead, and they go out for a picnic, 
uh, in the middle of the Australian desert, right in the outback, if you will. I'm yeah. losing the accent. I'm losing it, so I'm going <laughs> to stop doing it. Um, and there yeah, they go out for a picnic, except it's not a picnic, and the dad starts shooting at the sun. Yeah, and just and, execute them. Yeah, like and really very trying polite, to... Very polite, though. Oh, yeah, they're all English. That. This family is English as well. Yeah. Uh, important to point yeah. out. They're not Australian. They're like tourists. I didn't notice like um, any Australian accents in this. I don't know. No, I think um, the only Australian accents I noticed were the like weather balloon people and then the uh, mm. like the people who are selling those like trinkets, like forcing the mm. Aborigines to work on them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then the two kids, the, or the dad's car blows up and the two kids go on a walkabout where they encounter a nice. Aborigine guy who's also on a walkabout. And then they have a whole yeah. bunch of little adventures. Out in the outback. Out in the outback. On, on the barbie. Yeah. Um, Trimp on the barbie. I don't know how to do Australian. Uh, they're, uh, they're going on a walkabout. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 yeah they're going to be a walkabout. They yeah. go on a walkabout and they uh, they put the shrimp on the barbie yeah. and they uh, throw they throw some boomerangs back and forth. They come oh, back. Oh yeah, and then Mad Max comes and uh, and Mad Max he, and then crocodile they drive says, best cars. That's not a knife. It's, it's a knife. Not a knife. Yeah, this is. I a have knife. something to say about Australian cinema later on, so don't let me forget. Okay. Um, yeah, walkabout. Oh, I guess I could. So. I was doing some research on Walkabout, and I discovered this uh, this film called Terror Nullius, which is like this this re-editing of all famous Australian cinema and TV into this like remixed film that like discusses the, the current political state of Australia and analyzes its place in pop culture. And mm. I just thought it looked very fascinating because it re-edits like. All of these classic Australian, yeah, like Mad Max, Walkabout, Picnic, uh, Picnic at Hanging Rock, um, yeah. Crocodile Dundee. Nice. It looks Thor really interesting. Yeah, Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> it's from, um, directed by Soda Jerk, who also directed some name. other, some other ones. They did one called Hello Dankness, which like analyzes meme culture in uh, in the political space. Huh. Which looks very interesting. It would be very interesting. And another one called After the Rainbow. That This looks uh, really interesting. I've heard of it's that a, one. It's a reimagining of the initial sequence of the film The Wizard of Oz, um, the fantasy world of cinema, and the reality of Judy Garland's complex life collide. Yeah. Inside the, instead of taking Dorothy to Oz, the Twister transports a young, hopeful Garland in the future where she encounters her disillusioned adult self. It just sounds awesome. I don't know. Sounds like hell. I think yeah. Judy Garland, even at that point, was pretty disillusioned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> poor, poor girl. Uh, we, we don't have to get into it. That's uh, another conversation yeah. for another time. Yeah. But yeah, check out Terra Nullius if you're interested in analyzing um, Australian cinema. I definitely will. I'm very interested yeah. in Australian cinema, especially after this one. Um, yeah. A great it's, uh, peek into cool. the Australian world. The Outback. I'm like I loved it. So cool. Me too. So cool. I I the, really um, like the editing. Yeah, I think man. That was like one of the it's biggest. So 
it's just it's film formalism i feel at its yes. peak it, it reminded it, me a little bit of easy rider like those like quick yeah cuts yeah to much better settings. than easy rider uh, well you know uh, i think like it's much more unified in what it's I, going for and it helps just that it's so it's such more uh foreign landscape to me creatures so oh, they all look so creepy dude so many animals in this i love it you got like wombats kangaroos camels didn't even know camels were in australia um yeah. all the weird lizards and the way so they're many like lizards. filmed the way they're filmed is so cool dude like the macro mm-hmm. um cinematography is amazing dude it is like, there's it just is. one shot where just like it zooms in on an insect from like a normal perspective right i was gonna and, say like how do you think they did that like yeah dude just the way the focus just gets fucking warped it's yep. the coolest looking shot and it i think i've seen in a it movie. gets right on the insect's face too like, yeah the, the depth yeah. of field must have been like a centimeter right I like know, it was crazy bro. um scorsese always says like watch more movies expand your palette and i think yeah. if i was ever to tell a person to watch one film to like with that philosophy, it'd be yeah, this one. It'd be the Avengers. Just the, like, just <laughs> just the the depth of like different camera movements and lighting and like film dissolves and edits. And this is insane. There's just yeah. so many like techniques going on in this. It's awesome, bro. Oh, it's just it's beautiful. It's a masterpiece. And there's there's not much even in the way of like dialogue or character building it's, no, well, it's all the visuals that's what makes much. it really interesting as well as um like between the three like lead mm-hmm. characters in the film like two of them can't talk to the other right because yeah. there's a big language barrier between the two english people um, and the uh, average roger roger ebert called this a film about communication which yeah yeah is and it's amazing this is I like the that the little boy kind of starts learning the language he picks it up yeah quick. Yeah, he and he and the guy have a way of communicating, which is fun. Bond. I love it, man. And just it's great vibes for the most part. Just the three. Of I them. don't think the beginning is good vibes at all. Before they meet the mm. the uh, the guy on the walkabout, it's terrible vibes. When they're like climbing up that mountain it's and the rocks vibes. are falling, and like she's dropping. It's the, fun vibes. It's ter- It. I hated that. I was like, yeah, this it's is going to be the anxious. whole movie. It's. I'm going to be like so stressed out and just yeah. Like, but when I don't want these kids together, to die, but yeah. it's, it's fun because they're all yeah, exactly. kids, so they're all they just are. having fun. They're going swimming. They're... I know. Great. Yeah. I'd call this movie visual poetry, though. Just like what it achieves in its filming of the the landscape and the animals and the actors mm-hmm. is just it communicates so much without words. It's beautiful. It's transcendent almost. Definitely, it's. I wonder puts you in this coming of age walkabout like experience. I love that. That I. I don't. I. I normally. I no. I'm going to restart what I was trying to say because I lost. Yeah. But um, I love how it starts with like the definition of like a walkabout, and that's just like in the back of your head the whole time. It's great. Aborigine man child. I thought the man child phrasing was kind of funny. Well, just contemporarily. It um, makes sense, right? Because it's does. the process of becoming a man. Like it's you go from I can't, child I can't before the walkabout, giggle. and then you're a man after. I can't. I can't. Or you're I, dead. I can't help but giggle though, because funny, 
funny word. Man-child. <laughs> man-child. It is a funny word. That opening though is amazing. In the city, yeah. So well made. It's so uh, jarring, overstimulating, um, disorienting. Just all the shots of like the legs just running around. Um, yeah. Awesome, dude. And the way people are framed like through technology and architecture is such a yes. cool way to film. In the I intro loved there. all the architecture in it too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, so like, like jagged in a way. Like it's great. I'd like, love to hear the director's process of how he decided where to put the camera because there's so many cool angles where he mm-hmm. just like throws the camera, especially in that opening where it just looks almost really alien. Like yep. this is the bit where we're supposed to be uh, used to, right? Living in the air we live in. But the, also, just through the way it's framed, it's just so foreign. It's cool. The city scene uh, at the beginning, right? the the score accompanying that it's like a didgeridoo or something right like the mm, the sound yeah. itself is so like it's not odd but it's just like very kind of um it's a like good it doesn't contrast. yeah it's a good contrast it's great mm. yeah it's very sick and the music yeah. throughout this is just fucking mm-hmm. chef's kiss bro yeah it's so and it's all very different like it's like there's no like consistent like themes it felt like to me like yeah there, like obviously there yeah. were some but like the music was kind of like all over the place in a way mm. you know like, yeah there was just a lot of it i agree it's great it always great felt film. like it fit it felt like a great exactly. selection every time i agree but yeah that opening it, like, is crazy i love the shots where it'd be like a brick wall and it'd pan or that or is that a dolly a truck whatever just mm-hmm. out into the landscape that was such a cool cool way to do that just yeah. that transition Oh, I loved that. Um, but yeah, in that opening, there's just so many, there's a lot of plants and vegetation just like in buildings yeah. and like cornered by buildings. It's cool. There's a shot of a pool right next to an ocean, which I thought was yeah, really funny. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, this, like, I love need that. For control, right? Like, mm-hmm. And the, the dominance of nature um, that man has over nature or whatever, I guess. Yeah, man. There was a, a quick zoom onto like beef gang prepared, which I thought was very deliberate. Oh, did you? Because... Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't. I don't think it was beef. There was a, a sign and it said fresh kangaroo meat. And then it was oh, the guy preparing the go. meat. There so you I think go. It was, yeah. I try some. There kangaroo. was a lot of great cross cutting in this. Like when. Um, oh, yeah, dude. The Aborigine uh, man child is killing the <laughs> kangaroo with the yeah. staff and stuff. And mm-hmm. then it cross-cutting that to a butcher um yeah man. cutting up meat is great it was incredible i love i love i just thought that like discontinuity discontinuity in the editing just works yes. so well for this film um and there's you gotta so bring that fun, into like, the 48 hour movie like it's so yeah. cool it's so cool so many fun like freeze frames too a lot of freeze mm-hmm. frames coming from hard-boiled i really was picking up on all that yep just in really fun formalistic editing man I have a craving for it now. So formalistic, so but not like like Easy Rider. I think is formalistic, like almost, and it serves more of the form rather than like the story. Mm. As much as I, it pains me to say that, like the it kind of a little form over function. But this, yeah. it, it oh, felt like it really form. reinforced everything. Yeah, um, man, it's, it's visual poetry yeah, in the story. It's a, yeah, it's a force of emotion almost. Yeah. It was so cool. So many iconic shots, like the burning car in the desert, you know? Yes. Um, when all the Aborigines go to it afterwards, later on, and cross-cutting to that. 
it's awesome. And they like that the father's the sh- dead body just like in the tree, dude. That shit yeah. kind of got because that was so yeah. out of nowhere, <laughs> like so gross looking. Why? Okay, what do you think happened with the father? Like, I, I guess it ultimately. I mean, it probably it does matter, but like, what's he your theory himself. for it? No, no, no. I mean, like, why did he do all that? Oh. Oh, I was reading something about how through this one edit, it's implied that he had like an attraction to his daughter. Yes, which, I was also picking up on that. It felt yeah, the way that I it was shot it. felt very creepy. Um, it was like yeah. often kind of shooting like up her skirt, like at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I didn't consciously think of that, but it definitely tracks. There's a lot of that with her, um, with him, and I could see that being the reason. Uh, also, it just seems his life just seems so mundane and boring. Everything yeah. we see of it. Um, so a combination cool. of those two, I'd say his wife left him. <laughs> yeah. Bring your brother here right now. He's taking shots at them. It's awesome. And I love how the brothers, <laughs> he treats it like a game. Like it's like, I know he starts sh- shooting back. He doesn't know. I love and through the whole movie. Brother. He's asking like, Oh, when are we going to see dad? Like, yeah. Dumbass kid. Fucking idiot. Read the room. Yeah, dude, he's dead. Did you did you think the acting was wonderful? I don't know. I thought it was pretty good all the way through. Like I thought it was okay. You know, it's a kid. What mm. are you gonna do? Not so much with him, more the the girl. Thought it was I thought she was pretty good. Pretty good? Okay. There's just a few moments where I was a little taken out of it, I'd say. Nothing too too egregious though i do love the all right go ahead go ahead no i think we're probably going to say the same thing um i don't think about the aborigine boy like about his performance i thought he was great i thought he was great as well so much like acting in the eyes i thought especially in the like the uh his penultimate scene where he's trying to like court her yeah like you can see so much like yearning in his eyes yes so much like not knowing what to do just with this cultural dissonance. Yeah. Cause to her, she finds it like, like scary, which yeah, I think it's pretty reasonable not knowing what's going she's dressed on. Up like a skeleton. Yeah. Uh, she's like naked too. Um, yeah. but like in his perspective, he's not doing anything wrong. This is his, how he's raised and he's just trying to like, yeah. Court her. Well, and also and, the, like her being naked to him, like mm-hmm. that's just kind of whatever, right? Like it's, we see, uh, and previous scenes that the, their, their Aborigine clothing is very minimal. Around, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't and necessarily yeah. be uh, sexual implication. And then he he uh, kills himself. I kills himself. He hangs himself. Poor fucking guy. That, that really hit me, man. That made me really sad. <laughs> yeah, like, me too. Shit. Just I like how... Cultural... I thought I thought maybe the two would get together. And it would be nice. He's like he sends the little boy to get wood, and he's and I'm like oh, I see where yeah. this is going. You know, it's. And I was a little worried it was going to get rapey, but uh, that was my concern. I'm like, <laughs> this is a movie from the 1970s. You know, what's going to happen? I actually think I wrote that in my notes. I said, please don't be rapey. But no, I <laughs> and think then it I wasn't. It, it it was just heartbreakingly depressing. It's yeah. it's like I was reading reviews, and it's just like. It's a tale that's so uh, above time and space. It's a classic, like, just teenage boy trying to court a teenage girl, right? And just the heartbreak that follows. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a feeling that's so universal. Exactly. I thought it communicated that so well. 
um, just above all cultural barriers and uh, education barriers, just that truth at the heart of it, you know? And it was just sad, poor guy. And you see that she had guilt and kind of uh, longing too, because there's shots where her eye eyeline like gaze upon his skin right yeah linger there and in the ending you have her remembering too i don't know if it was like a fictional or if it's a dream or if that really happened but them all swimming together i think that happened or it could be any the way she remembers it right yeah it could be anything i think any interpretation of what that was is like valid and enriching just her longing for that adventure for that Something more spiritually. And she's married to some fucking. This bloke. is the most boring guy. Boring dude. Ass white guy. I, she I married her down. father. Like it's. Oh, that's depressing. Yeah. She did. I wrote it down, but it was, he was like just saying the most boring <laughs> corporate speak about how, like, oh, I might get yeah, this job, but if I don't, like, this job will become available. And then this job. Yeah. And it's just like, just the contrast to the, like, the high roaring adventure before. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh my god. It's it's depressing. That actor though for the uh, Aboriginal boy, David Goopily. Okay. How you say that is an Australian legend. Apparently, been like a bunch of Australian films. Was in Crocodile Dundee. So shout out. I believe he died in 2019. So rest in peace. I wish there was fucking Canadian movies like this. Like yeah, man. Why is there no like parallel? here like canadian there must be man we just gotta dig deeper i just don't think that the industry was that big and like also in the 70s um like indigenous people were being so heavily repressed in canada and like Mm. you couldn't like there was nothing about indigenous culture right like that's like yeah residential schools um fuck i forget how recent that was always (laughs) yeah the last residential school closed in the 90s like it it, it's really recent um, yeah, that's also another so, thing I'd say that's ah, universal to walk about. It's just that natives getting fucked. <laughs> they yeah. are just getting fucked, man. Every every place they're at, natives are getting shat on. Um, yep. You see that in just their culture getting eroded. In this, you see that with their food supplies just getting hunted for sport. Like That's such and a also, great scene when that oh, aboriginal voice hunting down that... Uh, that, that bull, he's like fighting it yeah. by the horns. Yeah. And then he almost gets ran over by these two white dudes who are just fucking shooting them. And it's like quickly just cut together, like, quickly cut together all the corpses. Yeah. And then later on, it shows uh, this disgusting this. close up of maggots covering the cow. Yeah. And then it cuts to just this like field of bones and just skulls. And it's so harrowing, just like then, as far as you can see. Yeah. Also, like going along with that, the scene where we've already kind of talked about it—the like exploitation of the Aborigine mm-hmm, people, yeah. um, like with the not mm-hmm. artifacts, but they're you know, like they're literally making white statues. <laughs> exactly. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And, then, and they they're like getting painted white, and uh, they're like wearing clothes, and yeah. all their hairs dyed blonde. It's uh, uh very emblematic of some themes of the film there was a bit i thought in there where there's a dog harassing a kitchen and a chicken in a cage i'm like hey it's like that's what's just going on you know these natives have been caged by whatever way dogs and then these white dogs are coming in and fucking still fucking with them 
after everything, yeah. you know? Yep. Can't let up. Yeah, and it still happens to uh, it's yeah. it's fucked. Uh, There's a great I, scene I, yeah. though where uh, the one white woman tries to hang the Aborigine boy, try to like harass him a bit. He just completely mm-hmm. ignores her, walks away. That was great. That and then also kind of going into the plot like of that where it's like they're the two English people are always looking for like people, and then mm-hmm. like the Aborigine person doesn't care and. He's taking yeah. them to where he thinks they need to go. Yeah, the house. Uh, the house. The abandoned house. I love the I mean, fucking graves. <laughs> they just yeah. stand, like who dug those graves? You know? Yeah, man. They become Everybody's a nice little family in the house. Yep. Until just the cultural divide, man. Just tears them apart. Yep. And it's depressing. That's um, sad. Yeah, it's just sad so many images in this. Like so many landscapes. I didn't know fucking australia was so biodiverse in their landscapes yeah i didn't know they had like mountains like that yeah mountains and swamps and just and uh felt like i really a, felt like a one tree setting tree of life cut. yeah bro he went it to. was awesome sucking some water out of the mud oh yeah <laughs> the kid the kid was he's like talking to the sister he's like oh you fucking idiot why didn't why didn't you pack up any of that yeah. water like obviously oh. it's gonna be gone like I, so sick man great uh i would yeah i would highly recommend this movie um mm-hmm. i think it's nick just... would like it specifically it seems like <laughs> it's kind of movie i could say this is a movie you could watch without with the sound turned off and you could get just as much i it's i like... think you could turn the dialogue off the sound is so good that i i wouldn't want to like no I no no the sound obviously design. not but i think yeah. that's just i'm just saying to the uh, quality of uh the, the images i yeah. think the visuals are some of the best that's ever been put to film in this it's incredible i yeah Shout i did australia and i think nicholas rogue the director was actually the cinematographer on this one too shout out so let me actually fact check that real quick before i lie that's really cool because it's like i don't know it's almost um, yeah, cinematography. I don't know. I don't know. Fuck yeah, that's boy. great. Do you know what the budget of this movie was? Because I, I, I don't think it would be very expensive. Talk about budget. one million AUD. Yeah, that's nothing. One million, damn. Australian huh. dollars, I think, are pretty comparable to Canadian too. The son Man. was the son of the director. Luke Rowe. Oh, fucking Nepo baby. I take it back. Nepo I hate baby. him. That's why he's such Nepo a bad baby. Actor. Nepo baby. I did love his toys though. His toys were sick because that was such fun. a such a, a cool piece of visual imagery to just like put these these dwarfed little cars in the desert, right? Yeah. Like, it's so cool just seeing how tiny they are against everything. I think it's just a great piece of visual storytelling. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Being like just the cars uh stuck in the sand or being left behind by them as they went. Yeah. It was cool. And then uh the Aborigines uh like playing with the like soldiers but just throwing them like he doesn't care. Uh, yeah, Those I love pieces. that. It's great. Yeah. I think there might have been a little bit of discontinuity in like their what they're wearing. It seemed like it would change every every scene. In one scene they'd be like painted or their hair would be different or mm. what they'd be wearing would be like a little inconsistent between scenes, and I, I don't necessarily think it takes away from it, but I agree. It's definitely interesting. 
I think that it kind of adds to the um, like feeling dream-like. of time passing. Yeah, and dreamlike. Like it's kind of it's like, very hypnotic. This film. Yes. Oh, there's I, so many cool agree. like light flares in the film. Like when they're looking at the camels, so many cool light flares on there. Or the there's like sunset. a cool double exposure. Like when the kid is hallucinating about like the camels and the people riding camels and stuff. Yeah, man. That was oh, cool. such an inventive film. If you are somebody who's into films, this is an absolute must watch. This yeah. just, it just does things that you didn't know. You could I would say even if you're not into films, but just like into like living. knowing. Yeah. Living Life. in like uh culture of different mm-hmm. uh, societies. I don't know how necessarily accurate this movie is, but it yeah, felt, that's, uh, that's something it didn't I feel like was going to bring up the accuracy. Uh, do you know if it's like bad? No clue. Okay. It it's didn't pretty feel highly rated. So terrible. I think by now it probably would have uh, been disowned if it was too egregious. Yeah. But what what's stagecoach oh. rating? You know, I think stagecoach. Good <laughs> That's <reviews>. true. <laughs> oh, and I love those final shots when they're just walking on the road out in the desert. It's so cool. Like there's this final shot of like just uh, the girl um, stepping off the. Uh, the terrain onto the road. It's awesome, yeah. dude. And the, the way that the rocks change, like on the road, they're all mm-hmm. so tightly packed together. And there's, there's all these, uh, in the end, these contrasting shots of like the brick walls we saw in the intro to like the rocky cliffs. And that's all you need to know right there. It's awesome. Yeah. It is great. Great. Nature film. is just, it has something we cannot experience in the cities. Yep. It's just this, uh, Damn, I'm looking at stills right now. It's getting my mind blown again. Yeah, it's awesome. But also, I'd rather live in the city. I could not do an Australian walkabout. Yeah, I no. I, I was gonna say. I was gonna say, Critter Pit should do a walkabout. No, we would die. For one thousand subscribers, Critter Pit is doing a walkabout. I think we could do it in Canada. I would feel more comfortable in the forest. I think than the Australian desert. That's not a walkabout. I know, but like. I I could survive in the forest, I think. Like more easily this than I movie could survive made it in look the desert. Easy. It looked like hell. Oh, I was gonna say I love the shot where later on they reverse the footage of the dad committing suicide and falling down and he like rises up. It's so yeah. cool, dude. It's amazing. Creepy. I read that there's a biblical allegory for this film. How uh kinda like the Garden of Eve, Eden mm-hmm. and with the Eden. snake. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe something there. Maybe ask Sean about that. Let's get Sean on here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's that bit in the opening where like it's all the girls in the class and it looks like they're all just like moaning over and over again. Moaning or like they're like hypnotized. Like it Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um they're they're doing doing vocal lessons. Yeah. Yeah, singing. And then that comes back. Yeah. She does some singing. When they're in the desert. Oh, and there's this one bit that has like storybook transitions. It has like a flipping page animation when it cuts between scenes. You remember that? No, I feel like I missed that. Yeah, it's like this. Uh, they're telling a story, the sun, and every cut there'll be like a flipping the page animation, which I was. What? I don't know. How did I miss I that? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how you could have missed that. It was kind of crazy. I have no memory. <laughs> It didn't feel super well aged, to be honest. Huh. 
but I wonder if it's a different cut. I watched the one on criteria on the Criterion channel. Okay. It's probably the same as what you watched. Yeah. I just somehow missed it. It's like writing a note or something. I would for sure buy this Criterion. Definitely. 100%. More on Australian the films, please. It's a it makes me hype to watch Picnic at Hanging. Yeah, man. And then uh, Ternelius or whatever. Yeah. Because I'm going to yeah. watch all the Australian films and watch them. too. I think Australian films, at least to me, were a very overlooked... Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Country of film. Because when they... I think of Australian film, I think of Chris Hemsworth. And that's <laughs> yeah. pretty much it. <laughs> I think about Crocodile Dundee, to be honest. Oh, yeah, Crocodile racist here. Yep. Because I watched those very young. No, I've never seen young. a Crocodile Dundee film. They were fun when I was like nine. Okay. How about 22? Yeah. Probably still be fun. Ooh, the Criterion edition of this film has a hour-long documentary on David Kupilil. Kupilil. The That'd Aboriginal guy. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fascinating mm. to hear that. Fuck yeah, man. So. It would definitely have to buy this. Mm. Yeah, I love uh, it. It's got a sick that's cover. Why... Too. Oh yeah, it, looks, that's like, a big it class. looks like a science fiction movie. It does. Like and also, look, it's—I don't know if you're looking at the cover right now, but it's like, I am. Yeah. through a window, like it's mm. it's framed, right? Ooh, I like that. Yeah, there's some crazy moonshots in this film now, too. By the way, that is amazing. Yes. Just what they're yeah. able to do with cinematography here, man. It's a, ooh, it's incredible. That's why I love doing this cast because uh, I'm sure I eventually would have watched this. Years yeah, but the it line. would have been a while. Yeah, and I wouldn't have had to like think about it as much. As exactly, because well. when you know you have to do a conversation about it, yeah, you think about it, and I exactly. love that. And this is a uh, this one's high up in my ranking. I think it might be four. Fourth best mm. Criterion that we've watched. Yeah, boy. What's ahead of it? Seven Samurai? I'm Robocop, Seven Samurai. Robocop. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm pretty I agree sure will probably be number one. I, I haven't watched um, it yet, but it probably will be. Yeah. Walkabout and Amarcord are pretty close for me. I really I really like Amarcord. It's, it's very different. Um, but thinking about this, this is definitely better than Amarcord. What am I doing? It is. It is better, yeah. but at the same time, it's like... I. Amarcord has just like such a positive feeling in a way. It does. I'm putting it above um, Amarcord. Even though it's though. about, you know, I think I just, Italy. I think I just get so much more out of this. Yeah, but I, I would probably rewatch Amarcord before. Ah, no, I don't even think I would. I just so I had a good top time. five is Robocop, Seven Samurai, Walkabout, Amarcord, then Seven Seal. Two of those we haven't even watched yet yeah. on the cast. Seven Seal is uh, next week. Oh, damn. Our next episode. Nice. That'll be sick. That will be sick. Chess. We will. <laughs> Love I it. I still have I have the uh SpongeBob chess set in my nice. Yeah, in my storage. Glad. Yep. And then so after that'll be coming back. Tap is Silence of the Lambs with Troy Finley. With Troy. Troy is that Troy, locked Troy, in? Troy. Um he he wants to be on that app. So whenever okay. we do it, I'll oh. 
like let him oh. know, I guess, a little bit before we do it. Um, I want to get Griffin on Spinal Tap. I think that'll be fun. We're going to get uh, Graham on Samurai Trilogy. We're and doing then, all three of those in one, right? Yeah, boy. Okay. And then on Solo, we're having Matto for sure. Matto. Let's get Sean on there. Yeah. I just, I truly, I just want to have everybody on the solo pit. Like, I just want it to be like crazy, like unlistenable, just like trash. <laughs> like, yeah. An endurance contest. Oh, shit. Exactly. That Hanging Rock is actually coming up too. So, shout out Australian Cinema. That's 29. 29, yeah. I'm looking at it right here. I've already got the thumbnail made up. Nice. Great. Um, and Samuel Fuller has two movies back to back for sure. Should do a double feature there. Yep. Cool. There's like a whole bunch of cocktail movies coming up. Well, not for a while, but like, uh, the guy what who directed, movies? the, the oh, guy cocktail. who directed, yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm excited to see more of his films. I really liked what he was doing in Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited to see what those will be like. But yeah, bro, walkabout, that's a 8 out of 10, and I am very positive it'll be a 9 out of 10 on a rewatch. It's one of those yeah. ones where it's a it's an 8 on a re on a first watch, right? Because mm-hmm. just the emotions aren't there, but you know on a rewatch, it'll be a 9 out of 10. I think uh, a movie that I noticed that you did that for was uh, Minding the Gap, which we'll get mm. to eventually, but... Yeah. Damn, I rewatched that movie. I went skateboarding today because of that movie, too. Nice. <laughs> so great, good. ain't it? Yeah, it is great. I'm going to try and go skateboarding a lot this summer. Yeah, I want to get a longboard, but right now I'm trying sure. to work on a, getting a bike. But everyone with bikes That's is good. in Calgary for some reason. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. But yeah, man. Everyone go bike, walkabout. Go support Australian cinema. Go buy me a copy of Walkabout, everybody. Send it to me. Yeah. Go um, be great. watch some Mel Gibson films. He's Australian, right? And racist. And racist. Yeah. I was reading about that film, Terra Nullius. Apparently has a very funny bit about him. Because it yeah. has all the Australian actors prominently. Mm. Nicole Kidman. Didn't know that. That's right. Kate Bunchett. Love her even more. Nicole? Yeah. I love the Aussies. Um, Me too. The mother from the Evil Dead Rise, going back to the last ep, Alyssa Sutherland. Also an Aussie. Yeah, I think it's a lot of Aussies and New Zealanders uh, in Evil Dead Rise. Like, I yeah. think most of the cast is Damn. Australian or New Zealand. Why? What's going on there? I think it was filmed in New Zealand. It's hmm. just a why, why are there so movie. many Aussies and New Zealanders in Hollywood? How does that pipeline happen? Uh, we learned about that. Uh, James told us. Because Australia has a great film, um, like... Uh, like government regulated stuff where like if you oh, film damn. a movie in Australia, you have to have a certain number of Australian stars in it. Oh, that's awesome. And then um, Fucking Australian movie every... theaters have to play Australian movies like for a certain number of years or like a certain why number. Doesn't, of, uh, why doesn't every country do? just do that? I, I don't know. Like I, I want know. every country just to do that so we can get a strong like cinema national identity from everywhere. Exactly. I then, totally agree. Because that's how I learn about the world. I don't read much. Fuck reading. It's too I hard. I only read Dune. I only yeah. read Dune, baby. Yeah. That's all about. 
I'm going to start rereading this. Dune is about the whole universe, you know? I can't be worried about, like, countries. Dune's about how, like, humanity and religions and societies evolve over thousands of years, and it's so cool, dude. That's my favorite part. Mm -hmm. I just wrap my mind around that stuff. Like, you ever read about, like, the Orange Catholic Bible? Dune, dude. Awesome. How it's, like, all the religions. Like, they just came together, and for, like, hundreds of years, they, like, decided upon this one religious text it's funny because i don't actually think that the like the orange like bible is that big anymore like not the orange party was quite big i think in like the 19 early 1900s wait this is a real thing yeah you know what i I guess in edmonton there's the orange hall which is the orange used to be like a i think a political like proto-political um, religious like party and government or in Canada rather. Oh, yeah. Is that one of the guys the that? Thing? Yeah, I think it's connected. The orange would be connected. The orange Bible is, I think, would come from that. And in fact, um, the person that Louis Rael killed, or like had a hand yeah. in killing, Métis Jesus. And, yeah, Métis Jesus that ended up getting like making Louis Rael be hanged was a member of the Orange Party. So, so they're not good. Fuck the orange part. Yeah, they're racist. But you know that's um, like. Well, they were. I'm not. I don't know if I want to put that out. <laughs> well, the well. Orange Catholic Bible. It was produced by the Commission of Ecumenical Translators in the wake of the Valerian Jihad. Its supreme commandment was, "Thou shalt not disfigure the soul." Okay. Shout out. Orange Party Canada. Well, when you look up Orange Party Canada, the NDP comes up, but it's different. It was yeah. different. What was the orange? Orange Order. Yeah, it was a religious fraternal society in Canada. Interesting. Yeah, they love you think- uh, the British connection to England. Or to from Canada to England. Is that... Do you know that that's connected to Dune? Or you just... Oh, I just always assumed it was because there's like... Interesting. A lot of religious it could uh, connotations. Be. What does the Orange Catholic Bible say about thinking machines? Yeah, fuck not. those machines. Fuck machines, dude. Machines should never be made in the likeness of a man's mind. I agree. Fuck that shit. Fuck it, dude. Fuck it. So, where are the big takeaways from this cast? Um, Dune 2 we gotta go on a walkabout. Yeah. The Dune sweep is happening. Um, we said, oh, we're going to do the one chip challenge when we get 100 subscribers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Locked in. Yeah, that's locked in, Ethan. We have to do it. Oh, man. I'm sure we'll get there soon. Come on, oh, David. Yeah, do we, we need to call someone. We do. Do you have anyone in mind? I do not. Ghostbusters. Dun, 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 dun. I always want to try and call dun, dun, Nick. I haven't yeah, Nick you, can troll. you can call Nick. He's not going to pick up, but I'll throw him on. Yeah. He might call him on Snapchat. He's probably working one of his uh, two jobs where he makes thirty dollars an hour. Wait, he might be at the airport. I think he just said that in the film program snap. He was unable to join. It's. I think he's at the airport. What's he doing at the airport? So he's going on the trip. He's, he yeah, just, yeah, I knew he it. Said at seven fifty-five, he said, "I can't give you free food as I'm on my way to the airport." Uh, he did reply to me, but he didn't pick up the phone. I'm what, gonna let him say? know. He said, "What's up?" Say, have you ever seen Walkabout? 
I'm going to ask if he wants to call because I would rather get him on. That's true. Get him on the cast, bro. Come on, Nick. You opened my message. You can do it. I want Nick on the cast. Yeah. He's so important to uh, my life in a way. It's like an essential piece of work. He is. He's traveling. He said he can't. I say, damn. You ever seen Walkabout? Yeah. Have you seen Walkabout? No, it adds to the lore, though. We're setting up Nick as this, like, unattainable. Yeah. And once he comes on, it's going to be crazy. Him and David are setting up a lore. Yeah. They're going to (laughs) fight. Yeah. Yeah. I like how we just take two people and we pit them against each other. We did that. They're enemies now. Yeah. Two Keegans are enemies. I want them to have a political debate. That'd be so funny. Nick has not seen Walkabout. Okay. What is a film you would recommend? He is typing. What's your guess before? Uh, Clerks 2. Clerks 2. That's a good... Yeah, I think yeah. he's going to go Clerks 1. He's going to go OG. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, a solid rec. Never seen he's it. been typing for a long time. Interesting. What's I a really long hope title? It's Ant-Man 3 Quantum Mania. Might be Velociraptor. Velocipaster. Velocipaster, yeah. He does talk about that one quite a bit. Um, uh, maybe one of the Scream movies. Although maybe mm. we have that now. This new Scream hasn't come out. God, he's taking yeah. a long time to type. Could be Picnic at Hanging Rock. That would be that would be awesome. Maybe uh, Dogville. Could be Videodrome. I did tell him to watch that. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Nick. I got one of my friends How to long watch is this the title? labyrinth. <laughs> that was pretty yeah. funny. What did they think of it? They loved it. So, Deliverance Nation has happened. Gotta watch it. I gotta. That's I gotta. one of those movies, man, that just fucking sticks on my mind. Just can't be able to stop thinking about it, you know? One of those films, like, I'd like to rewatch it, but I don't want to rewatch that scene. You know? Yeah. And you have to vibe. rewatch that scene. You have to. You do. Um, so he Nick, he just finished typing. He just sent the message. Uh, so you were right in a way. He said, I recommend the movies in the Viewisk universe like Clerks 1, Mallrats, Jason okay. Amy, and others. But you have to watch them in chronological order. Which is funny because you absolutely do not for the Viewisk universe. <laughs> They're so <laughs> vaguely connected. Like that there's okay. no continuity. They need to keep so, track. which one we picking? We're picking Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Jay and uh, Silent Bob reboot, like it. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Um, thanks, Nick. Love you. Jay and continue. Silent Bob reboot specifically, 2019. Yep, that looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Bell Kilmer is missing. I might be missing a few recommendations on my list, but oh well. God damn it. It's already off the rails. Hey, this is episode 10. Nice. We made it. We made it. Double digits. Nice, dude. 10. I think we'll get to 20, at least by the end of the summer. Oh, at the pace we're going, I think we'll get there before the end of the summer. Nice. Yeah. I want to get a good, like, catalog under our belts. 10 isn't bad, honestly. We have, like, with 10, that's probably, like, 15 hours worth of content. Not too bad at all. How long has this one been going? I feel like we did like two hours. Uh, yeah, we're 
at like an hour and 40 minutes. Nice, dude. This was a great cast. Yeah. You guys are welcome. Yeah, you're fucking welcome. I don't know how well the one of the longest one trailer bit will probably translate. not super well but, but you know dude, if they just watch the dune trailer like on repeat as they're watching critter it, critter they should know that we're when we're in dune hour all bets are off all bets are off we're just gonna talk dune yeah bro it's all dune all sick. day and when i when i start rereading dune oh my god it's gonna oh be over god. dune hour is gonna turn into dune two hours if you know what i mean <laughs> how long do you yeah. think it'll take you to reread dune like yeah, I'm wondering because it took me like a few months to read it the first time, but then me I just too. started ripping through the books. Yeah, so I think I'll probably rip through them this time. Honestly, once you're over that know. initial like confusion of what you're even it reading, me, it took me like I think two months to read the first like half of Dune One, and then like yeah, a week to read the second half. Yeah, man, because everything just starts fucking snowballing. Yeah, so Frank Herbert. Hurt. Herbert writes, man. He just starts snowballing his books, and it like yeah. Comes same with Brian Herbert, except it's just like a snowball of trash. Fuck Brian Herbert, bro. Fuck Brian I Herbert. gave that guy and Kevin J. Anderson, who like ghostwrites all the books. Yeah, because Fuck Brian two. Herbert can't write. And I wasn't a hater at first. I gave it the best chance it possibly could have had. I read six of those fucking books, and they are so trash. Yeah, I gave it honestly, the best though, chance I could. I don't care that Brian Herbert does this because, in my mind, you know, obviously the Frank Herbert ones are the only like canon. Yeah, Brian Herbert, get that bag. Your father seems like Frank seems like such yeah. a shitty father. Just like exploit Dude. the shit out of him. That's fine. Do whatever I you want, know. but don't start meddling in the Dune franchise, Brian. Just don't oh, start he, meddling in the. He film doesn't have franchise. any say in the movies. There's you no better way. not. You better not, bro. There's no be- way. I'm happy to him just controlling the literary world of Dune. The literary literary world of Dune ended in like the 80s or whatever, you know. Yeah. But the film world of Dune is just beginning, baby. It's, and I know no, it's, it's going to be incredible. When we get to when we get to the uh, the chapter house Dune two part film. When we get to Children of Dune, that'll be crazy, dude! <laughs> fucking God Emperor, man. Cronenberg yeah. needs to direct that dude. Come on. That'd be so good. So good. I, I no. would like them to do Children of Dune just to see. My the, goal. Well, it would be hard to do Children of Dune, like with the uh, hidden spoilers for Children of Dune with like the Paul Messiah character. Like, how would yeah. you do that to make it like not obviously Paul? Mm-hmm. You'd have to for recast. Yeah. And there's no way you could get that film out without that being like plastered everywhere. Because I even got that spoiled from going into the children. But fuck, it's so sick, dude. I love that whole arc. It's so cool, man. Yep. And just the final scene of Messiah with him walking out into the desert. Blind with everyone watching. Oh. Oh. Dude. Goddamn. Goddamn. Good job. So, Good job, yeah. Brian. Or Frank. That was, Frank. The, that was the Dune 10 Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Well, that's a good critter. Yep. Cast. Next one, Seventh Samurai. We'll play probably on like chess.com or something. Next one, Seventh Samurai. Yeah. And then, I don't know, probably we might be able to do an in person one. Oh, yeah. Because you'll be in Edmonton. Fuck yeah. In my house. That'll be sick, dude. 
Yeah. Yeah. We'll film this next one. Um, sometime. Yeah. Whenever it was fine with me. I, I again, probably going to be working all next week. Yeah. But my shifts normally end around three. So. Oh, nice. My shift start at five. All next nice. week. Nice. So we got that sweet zone. <laughs> we got. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll fi- yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Off the air. Yeah. Yeah, boy. It's a private discussion. Yeah, for, not for fucking. For not for Nash. Craig. Not for Craig. Craig yeah. Do that. Okay. So well, shut up. Goodbye, Critter Nash. <laughs>